Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. These are singer and songwriter Barb Bob Marley's words from Redemption Song, written after his cancer diagnosis. Within a year, he was dead at the age of 36. Redemption Song is his farewell, the last song on his final album, his final message to us. There's no sign of his iconic reggae and the acoustic tune. This was something different, and he meant for us to sit up and take notice. Across more than 40 years, he calls to us to sing songs of freedom and to believe in the future. He invites us to free our minds. Recently, pursuing to nothing, someone said to me, you know, don't think of an elephant. Right, and now I'll say it to you, don't think of an elephant. Are we all thinking about an elephant now? It's so powerful, isn't it? Our minds are not so good at not doing. And especially in these times so fraught with uncertainty, our minds are not always our allies. In fact, our minds become dangerous neighborhoods to be wandering around in. We start by thinking of an elephant, and it's all downhill from there. Writing for Forbes magazine, Alice G. Walton writes, people get stuck in their heads all the time. It turns out that we spend almost 47% of our waking hours thinking about something other than what we're doing. Although it's lovely to ponder life, the majority of our thoughts are not so lovely. When we're not focusing on anything in particular, when our minds wander in any direction from what we're doing, the brain defaults to worry. Harvard psychologists Matthew A. Killingsworth and Daniel T. Gilbert write, a human mind is a wandering mind, and a wandering mind is an unhappy mind. The ability to think about what is not happening is a cognitive achievement that comes at an emotional cost. Not for the better. We spend a lot of time thinking about what isn't going around on around us, contemplating events that happened in the past, might happen in the future, or might never happen at all. One of Killingsworth and Gilbert's doctoral students put it succinctly, this study shows that our mental lives are pervaded by a remarkable degree by the non-present. And here's the worst of it, how often our minds leave the present and where they tend to go is a better predictor of happiness than the activities in which we're engaged. This is Vermont poet and playwright David Budbill's 
this shining moment in the now. When I work outdoors all day, every day, as I do now in the fall, getting ready for winter, tearing up the garden, digging potatoes, gathering the squash, cutting firewood, making kindling, repairing bridges over the brook, clearing trails in the woods, doing the last of the fall mowing, pruning apple trees, taking down the screens, putting up the storms, all these things as preparation for the coming cold. When I am every day, all day, all body and no mind, when I am physically, wholly and completely in the world with the birds, the deer, the sky, the wind, the trees, when day after day I think of nothing but what the next chore is, when I go from clearing woods roads to sharpening a chainsaw to changing oil in a mower to stacking wood, when I am all body and no mind, when I am only here and now and nowhere else, then and only then do I see the crippling power of the mind, the curse of thought, and I pause and wonder why I so seldom find this shining moment in the now. There's the curse and there's the remedy. It's a spiritual practice. Either we need to remove or resolve the cause of whatever unwholesome thoughts we're entertaining, time's up, or we need to think different thoughts to free our minds, to emancipate ourselves from mental slavery, we need to get out of our heads and back to the present. My friend Lizzie's uh, response to virtually every complicated, unresolved, unpleasant thing is to say, bless and release. Bless and release. When I find it irritating, I know I'm hooked. I'm not done brooding about it. And then that confounding question from A Course in Miracles surfaces in my mind. Would you rather be happy or would you rather be right? There's an impressive list of things we can do, activities we can pursue to change our mind. David Budbill commends us to physical labor. We can also meditate, exercise, dance, sing, laugh, give someone a hand, basically to free your mind, you have to stop doing what you're doing and do something very different. If you can get moving, great. If you can get out of the house, fabulous. If you can get to some green space, all the better. Of all the ways to free our minds though, one of the very best is to get ourselves around some other humans. Someone said, your network is your net worth. Keeping good company is really important. We are far more influenced by the people with whom we surround ourselves than we'd like to imagine. At least one study concluded that we are the average of the five people with whom we spend the most time. Give that a beat. And yes, I think our animal companions should count. Someone else said, every relationship should push you to be the best version of yourself. How about that? What if we freed our minds by surrounding ourselves with people who inspire us, 
and call us to higher ways. The puritanical idea that it's better to hide your feelings than talk about them pervades our society. Unfortunately, this means that a lot of feelings just spin around in our heads. New York Times, David Brooks writes, when we examine ourselves from too close, we often end up ruminating or oversimplifying. Rumination is like middle of the night thinking. When the rest of the world is hidden by darkness and the mind descends into an endless reaction to itself. We think repetitive thoughts, but don't take action. Talking out whatever's going on can literally move it along. A study at Harvard concluded that one of the times we're happiest is when we're engaged in conversation. Psychologist Todd Essex says, introspection is a closed system. Patterns of growth only emerge by opening up. From the earliest exchanges between parents and infants, we come to know ourselves in relationship, in dialogue with others. As usual, when I'm reflecting on a sermon, I went down a rabbit hole and I found another study that took that directive to talk it out to another whole level. I love this. Basically, it concluded that while we're socialized not to be too nosy and not to overshare, we all feel better when we dive a little deeper with each other. You know that feeling when someone asks you a question that's slightly inappropriate? It's just a little too personal. It surprises you, but then you're actually relieved to answer because it takes the conversation to another level. In an article about small talk, um, author Gretchen Rubin writes, I can't use this strategy myself because I don't have the necessary gumption. But my husband is a master. Over and over, I hear him ask a question that seems slightly too prying or too cheeky, and I feel a wifely annoyance. But then I see that the person with whom he's talking isn't offended. If anything, they seem flattered by his interest. And yet one more study, this one conducted at the University of Chicago, found that despite everything the grown-ups warned us about, talking to strangers is a powerful remedy for freeing our minds. Participants were asked to talk to a total stranger on the train or bus. The conclusion? was that their mood brightened, as did the mood of the stranger. The takeaway, if you're not sure others want to make a connection, even a fleeting one, you can let that go. We all want to connect, introverts as well as extroverts. Don't go way out of bounds. This isn't about creeping out the other person. Just start with hello. Go from there. Feel better. Leveling up, find ways to help. Helping others helps us. People who volunteer are less depressed, have greater well-being, and live longer. Helping shoehorns us out of our own shtick and compels us to focus elsewhere. And we're back at the point. A wandering mind is an unhappy mind. Free your mind. I'll close with one of my favorite stories. It's told in three voices. 
the director of a drug rehab program, an elderly woman at a community center, and a recovering addict. The director of a drug rehab program. These boys moving around like waiters at a fancy restaurant, flirting up these old ladies, putting on their sweaters, reminding them of their bingo numbers. These guys were heavy. Years of crime, dope, doing time. They're in a program called Prodigal, last shot for rehabilitation. Miss this one, you're done. No more programs. And I bring them over here to this senior citizen center to give them a chance to make that last step home by looking out for someone besides themselves. Maybe because this place is a last shot for some of the old folks too, last shot for companionship, last shot before dying alone. Both groups on the edge. Why not bring them together? The elderly woman. I come to this center for company, I suppose. Older women like me. But I meet these boys here. Very interesting. Very different from what I expected. This young man who walks me home, he's a very nice boy. His mother should be proud of how he acts with me. I know he's done wrong. Look, they did it to me. One kid in the street went for my diamond ring and wedding band. But you know what? I wasn't angry. Maybe he never had any parents. Who knows what happened to him when he was very young. But this boy, he walks me home. He helps me with my groceries. He says, wear lipstick, a nice dress. You're very pretty. You should get married again, a nice lady like you. That man in the center, he wants to get married again. He's not good enough for me, I say. You're right, he says, marry me. You're good enough, I say. I don't know what he sees in me to be so nice. All I know is he walks me home. We talk and joke. I learn things about how things are in the world right now, which I don't know much anymore. And I don't get the feeling that I'm just a little old lady. You know how many other people I don't feel like a little old lady, just a little old lady with? Nobody. And the recovering addict. Try to shake having been a junkie and done time. Everywhere you go, that's who you are. But this woman, it's like she doesn't care. I told her how I robbed things. She says, your mother must have been very upset. Let's get groceries. Nobody ever treated me like I had anything to give, just to take. So that's all I ever did, take. Never knew my folks, started in when I was nine, four juvenile lockups, two escapes, on the streets at 12, dealing heroin. I got caught. This woman, she shows me something. She's brave living all alone, being old. She doesn't recognize just how much she understands about life. Nobody asks her questions anymore now, so she forgets how much she knows. I ask her questions, I'm curious. She's interesting. We learn things together, just like looking around on the street. We have a good time. And I done a lot of time. I'm 25 and I feel old. So old people, I understand their situation a little. They're scared, I've been scared. They live alone, like in a cell. I lived alone in a cell. 
So this woman, I'm not who I always thought I was being with her, walking her home. Her too, probably. I've done enough time. I've done enough talking, enough taking. Time to be free. Beloved spiritual companions, Bob Marley sang, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. When we are only here and now and nowhere else, then and only then do we see the crippling power of the wandering mind. May we turn our attention to that 47% of our waking hours. Say hello, talk it out, find ways to help, and seek this shining moment in the now. May we walk one another home. May we free our minds. Amen. And now for a benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. May we be reminded here of our highest aspirations and inspired to bring our gifts of love and service to the altar of the world. May we deeply experience that we are not isolated beings, but connected in mystery and miracle to one another and to every other living being. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Amen. Please visit ASCBoston.org 
for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.